So uh, many of us have grown up in, 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 a, in the modern day church where, where we show up on Sunday mornings and we're expecting the preacher to share knowledge and insight and inspiration from a t- particular biblical text. And after all, they're the experts, supposedly. And, and they've spent time studying and they've spent time in schooling. And uh, so we come hoping that the preacher will tell us what, what it says, what the text says, and, and what we should do with it in our, in our life. And, and I think this is true. We, we, Tracy and I, have spent times in study and in years in schooling, and, and we feel called to this kind of service. But I believe that God speaks to all of us, especially though through the words of the Holy Scriptures. So today, our, our emphasis is going to be on, on imagining a scene described in our reading today in a form of contemplation recommended by St. Ignatius of Loyola from the 16th century. We're, we're going to be applying our senses and our imagination to enter into the scene and to feel what it was like to be there. Today's reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 1, verse 18, 25. Hear the word of the Lord. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph, before they were married, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. Because he didn't want to humiliate her, he decided to call off their engagement quietly. As he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus, because He will save his people from their sins. Now all of this took place so that the Lord, what the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. When Joseph woke up, He did just as the angel from God had commanded, and he took Mary as his wife. But he didn't have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and Joseph called him Jesus. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So for the next few moments, I'm going to invite you to do something a little different, maybe a little scary, but I'm going to invite you to to close your eyes, sit back and relax, close your eyes, find a comfortable position, close your eyes, and to open your imagination. In children's ministry, we would say you're going to put on your imagination cap, okay? You're going to put yourself in the scene to, to look and to listen and to touch and to smell and to taste and to experience the story. I'm going to add some quiet music in the background and invite you to go to this place of first century Israel. Today we're 
We're going to focus just on that scene of Joseph's dream. But first, spend a moment on the background to that scene. How Mary was found to be pregnant. The trouble that discovery might have caused. And probably the tension it created between their families. Just imagine for a moment how Joseph might have been feeling as he lay down to sleep that night. Now imagine the scene. The scene of Joseph's dream. First, concentrate on, on what you can see. What is, the, what is the place like? What does Joseph look like? What does the angel look like? What else can you see? Now listen. Listen to the angel telling Joseph not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife. Perhaps Joseph says something in response. What can you hear? Now consider what it is that they are doing, Joseph and the angel. The angel carrying the news of the birth of this Savior, Joseph humbly accepting the role he is given. The beginnings here of the unfolding of God's great redeeming plan. Finally, you could spend some moments reflecting on yourself and how you are involved in all of this. And if you're moved, 
If you're moved to speak, speak to God about what you've learned, what you've seen and felt, what you've noticed during this time. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this gift of the Holy Word. May you continue to use it to help us to see and to hear and to experience your transforming grace. Friends, this is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be. God. Amen. New experience of the uh, Ignatian movement where they just ponder and put themselves in a picture of the scriptures. I'd be interested to hear what, what you might have seen and, and felt and experienced. If you want to share that with me at some point, that'd be great. Here's some things that I, I saw when I was looking at the text, when I was meditating on the text. The first word that jumped out to me was righteous. Joseph was a righteous man. The word righteous is, is sometimes a difficult word. It, there's lots of people in the scriptures that are called righteous. The Pharisees and the Sadducees are called righteous a great deal but we all don't always see the right actions out of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But I think there's something more to the word of, of Joseph being called righteous. The next sentence says that he, he didn't want to humiliate Mary by disgracing her publicly. I mean, <clears throat> in the patriarchal society, he had every right within the law, within the righteousness of the law, he had every right to call for a trial that could result in her being stoned to death for adultery. And that was his right. But he didn't want to humiliate her. So I think his response is more grace-filled rather than just righteous. His righteous response could have been to follow the law and do all that the law said. I think he took it a step further and he, he had a grace-filled response. He, he decided to call off their engagement quietly. Now this isn't an engagement like we might have where people might be engaged for a year or two, or, but this is a very long process. There, there's, a, there's a betrothal and an agreement for maybe for years, maybe when the child, they were even children. And then there's an engagement period where they're called husband and wife but are not living together, they're still living in separate households, this is the period that they're in. They're not yet officially uh, married. The, the marriage has not been consummated. They're in this engagement period. And, and it's much more for than Joseph just returning the ring to Jared's, you know. 
a bigger deal than that. Engagement was, was an important, sometimes very complex agreement between two families. It would, would have presented a loss for both families for this to be called loss. In this act, we, we not only hear about Joseph's righteousness, but we experience the grace of God through him. It's, it's righteousness lived out and shared. And I think we can follow the example of Joseph that people don't want to hear about our righteousness or the righteousness of our faith. They want to experience the grace of God. Forgive my drinking. I'm trying to spare you the coughing fit. So righteous was a word that jumped out. The next one that jumped out with me was don't be afraid. I'm fascinated by, by the, the phrase, don't be afraid, and how many times it appears in Scripture. Can you imagine? You're, you're laying down to sleep, and, and this angel appears to you. Don't be afraid. Today, it would be quite a mess. Uh, perhaps not quite the scandal to, have to, to be unmarried and, and to have this pregnancy pop up out of nowhere and and Mary telling a tale of being visited by an angel and she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. I mean, that would be scandalous even now to have that kind of tale. Mary might even be committed. But back in the first century, in the patriarchal society of the first century, this was a huge scandal. And it would have sent the whole, everybody involved, worlds crumbling, but especially Joseph in that patriarchal society. He had, he had great pressure on him to act in the way of the patriarchy. But Joseph believed the angel, was assured by his phrase of do not be afraid. He believed the angel and he stood with Mary amongst great pressure. I, I think we could assume great ridicule, probably. Perhaps loss, loss of his livelihood or part of his family, his friends, his stature in the community. Don't be afraid. You see, you see Joseph trusted the angel, and he trusted Mary. He trusted God. He trusted God in the journey. This new and very rocky, rugged, and curvy journey. He had no idea where this was going to lead. But it certainly wasn't in the plan, right? It wasn't what Mary and Joseph and her parents and his parents had planned to happen. But I think we can take away today of, of Joseph's trust in this situation. And that it wasn't enough for Joseph just to be called righteous. 
It's not enough for us to just be called righteous. We must trust God in our journeys. We must trust God in our communal journey. We must live out righteousness by creating places, creating communities for people to experience God's grace. I firmly believe people don't don't care to hear about our righteousness. They want to experience God's transforming grace for themselves. So in the spirit of Ignatius, as we close up, I, I have three questions to ponder for us. How can I trust God in my journey today? Maybe you've not been thrown the curveball that Joseph was, but we all have places where we need to trust God. How can I trust God in my journey today? Secondly, How can I share the grace that I've experienced with the world? I don't want to I don't keep that experience to myself. How can I share it with others? And lastly, who around you in your circle of influence of Neighbors, friends, family, colleagues. Who needs to experience God's grace? Not hear about your righteousness. Friends, can you imagine, can you imagine a world, a world where we didn't hear or read about someone's righteous words where we didn't see about their righteousness on social media or on a blog or in an interview, but instead we, we, we experienced their righteous, grace-filled, grace-giving, life-giving actions. Experienced the grace of God lived out. That, my friends, that is the kingdom of God. That's what this season is all about. Amidst the hustle and bustle, this journey is about the coming of the kingdom of God announced by this babe that was to be born in a barn. This baby is the one who ushers in this grace-filled kingdom. Amen? Would you stand as we continue to worship together?
created all of this world, who sent his Son to live and to die for us and to rise for us. May we go from this place trusting God and sharing that grace with the world around us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. Amen.